This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. Okay, we're live. No funny oh, business. I hit, I hit leave meeting. All right. No, no funny business. Oh, this is a All serious, funny business. This is the serious podcast. This is the serious podcast with Johnny Popko. I always thought that a podcast had to be like on an iPod. Well, you know, when I first started this, um, I was doing it uh, via Zoom to capture the audio, and it also did the video. So I said, "All right, well." In addition to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all those places, let the people have what they want, the video. So here we are. Our faces. Our faces. The handsomeness, that is. Give us the history of a podcast. That would be a great way to start this. (laughs) Well, I'm joined by half of Nowhere Slow. You are. (laughs) The fun half, I suppose. The fun half. I'm not sure... We started this podcast by trying to figure out a mole in the music scene. <laughs> There's a mole amongst us in the music scene in NEPA. A well-endowed mole. Yes. She's been sending friend requests out. All of us got one. And I said, did you guys get this by chance? I see a lot of mutual friends um, that I have in the, in the scene. And I, and I asked you guys if you had one as well, or a friend request. And you said, yes, you had gotten one and. You know, you, you left it on on you left her on red, I guess you could say, as, as the kids say. But uh, yeah, I don't know. She's it seems funny. What a lot of funny business here with this uh, this girl trying to infiltrate the scene here. Yeah, and, and the whole podcast we're going to figure out how to expose this person, right? Expose them all. Yes. I mean, there's just a lot of people. I'm not even going to say I'm not even going to say names. I don't, don't want to out anybody because I she's doing a very good job infiltrating the scene. Yeah. How many mutual friends have you seen? I mean, I have all. It says 132. At 150. Yeah. I don't know. Around the same. 123. We'll give her initials. AP. Initials are (laughs) AP. We'd like to know whose uncle is uh, behind this uh, profile. That's what we'd (laughs) like to know. Well, I can't even see what she's all about because she has her profile on lockdown, which I guess... 
Would a bot have their profile on lockdown? Probably not. Yeah, I the, guess not. The bot would leave it open to anybody, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's a story for another day. Yeah. I mean, we're here to talk about. To, needs to make profile pictures bigger to fit her appendages. <laughs> but yeah, she did a good job. She got half of her face <laughs> and uh, top half of her body. <laughs> AP, good job. Well done. But uh, gentlemen, nowhere slow. Thank you, Gillette. Matt Kester, how are you? Very well. I'm doing, doing just wonderful. Wonderful. I said, I said to Rick, I mean, you're, you're going to have the best audio I've had from a guest in my entire uh, uh, time doing this. And is your camera moving too? Is this like, it is. is it following you around? This is crazy. What are you? Wow. It's this fancy new uh, Apple display I got that like has like, it's, it's just the, the camera doesn't move. It just like has a wide angle and it follows you as you move. So it's pretty high tech. Wow, this yes. is this is incredible. Maybe you should be running the uh, the Popcup Project podcast. <laughs> and my, my background's blurred, so you can't see my messy house. Yeah, better better mic, all that all that the high end tech. And Actually, what, what do you have? Show, well, you can't even show Rick that everything behind him is he's a he's a label freak. He is a label <laughs> maker, and he every one of those shelves behind him there is labeled with what's on the shelf because you. You know, reading labels is really hard, but if you, you take something away uh, at his house, you know exactly where to put it back. And if you really look the blurriness, there's not only a Nintendo Switch, there's an Oculus, there's every gaming, there's a Nintendo Q, no, what is it, an N64 back a there? Switch, a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, but there's like a vintage one back there too, I thought. Oh, yeah, and, I have all the vintage controllers that you can play the old games on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but underneath them are labels uh, so that if you move them, How would you I know, know that it is a Nintendo Switch if it wasn't labeled? <laughs> this, is, this is the bar <laughs> that is built in Rick's basement. So, And I'm sure that everybody that listens to us today has a free open invite anytime they want. I'll send the address um, in the post, uh, yeah, we'll put in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> me, I'm uh, I'm in my garage, um, which is my multi-purpose room. There's you know some gym equipment stuff, and then there's my desk there. So uh, this is my multi-purpose room. I do not have um, the same audio quality Rick does, but I can change the color of my <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, if you, you really want to get fancy. Uh, see, I got the heavy hitters tonight. The great audio, the lighting and, and sound. Well, well, not tonight. Sounds terrible for Matt Kester, but well, the yes. lighting. Look at that. I Actually, you sound pretty I, good. I didn't know I needed a microphone. I'm so you sorry. You sound pretty good. You sound pretty okay. good. All things considered. I, mean, I do but, have a, an, a more expensive iPad than Rick Gillette. He has... <laughs> But he's probably on a five thousand dollar computer right now. So I, is, I am on a yes, an obnoxiously expensive computer. That that nowhere slow money is is good. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible, but I, I don't think I needed. I don't think I needed this. This was a an expense that I probably didn't need. Just he write it off. Write it off. Every five yeah, exactly. minutes, every five minutes, I'm asking him to make me some sort of poster or logo or business card or something. So he, he needs that computer. Just, just from all my requests. So, got it. So, nowhere slow. You guys have been at the uh, the music for a long time. I, I feel like, I mean, you're you're a staple in NEPA. You're a staple in the Scranton uh, Parade Day. I feel like you might even be a staple 
at Secrets in Ocean City. We're there quite often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have you guys been doing this for? Well, I mean, like playing out and like, you know, like making money doing it. Like, as a, like I started it in high school. So, I mean, like it's been insanely long. If you consider that, that would be like 98, Damn. which is crazy. I'm dating myself, obviously. But I mean, like we started playing out in the clubs and like doing what we're doing now is probably like 05. So like 17 years, maybe four. Like it's been longer than that. Yeah. I mean, I think it was 04. We started playing like Hiles. I think that was like our first paid gigs were probably 03. Cause we were playing a lot of just free stuff, just, you know, for kids. Well, that makes sense. Then you, then you guys started like right when I like turned 21 and entered the scene too. So we kind of came up together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I thought it was, yeah, I guess the, it is as long as I thought it was. Wow. Yeah, is Johnny remember, younger than us? I he's hope so. Young. Are we revealing ages on this thing? Yeah, my five listeners are, are going to know how, <laughs> how old we are. I mean, I'm, I'm 38. Uh, I'm not allowed to tell you how old Rick is, but he's not younger than me. So You're, uh, you're 38? 40. I'm 38, yeah. Oh, see, I, I'm still 39, so... I'm 40, so we, we got, right, the, so we're we got the, the same gamut here. Yeah. Rick's the old guy. Yeah, I'm the old guy. He's turned 40. He now makes these crazy noises whenever we have to move equipment or pick things up. And it it wasn't happening before he was 40. It was like <laughs> the minute he turned 40, I'm like, Rick, can you hand me that cable? Oh, you know. <laughs> the dad so. noises. Yeah, I mean, th- think about how things have changed from when you entered the scene, uh, all of us together, and now we're, we're families and all that. Great, great, those great things, but god damn it, yeah, it's tiring. All, so tired yeah. now. It just flies by, and yeah. thought I'd be 20s, 20, in my 20s forever. Rick, do you have one child? One, yes, one, I have okay. a three and a half year old. Okay, so your, your child's younger than mine, yeah. Mine's four and a half, I one on the way. She'll be here in today's June 13th. Uh, it's actually the scheduled C section will is four weeks from today. Oh, that's awesome! That's that's close. It's real close. It's cl- it's like I, I kind of vomit when I say it out loud because it's <laughs> yeah, like right? it's no lo- it's no more than four weeks, but it could li- it could be any time, right, right now, right? Of course, yeah. So I have to like limit my my drinking because, you know, God forbid, like they wake up in the middle <laughs> of the night and she's like, "We're yeah. got it. We're going to the hospital, and I, I can't be drunk." You calling an Uber. <laughs> The story for for uh, yeah, Rick can't. Rick's a band from Uber. He, he has to call Lyft, but we won't. Tell I, I am banned from Uber. <laughs> Did you get a one star rating? I I know. Uh, God, that's the story. I probably should tell. I don't get banned from many things, but I got banned from Uber for trying to help a friend out. Oh uh, wow, you gotta tell the story. I mean, yeah, geez. I will. We were out at a we we're out at a bar, obviously, and uh, my friend Ubered home, and she called. Uh, my wife and I, when she got home in a panic, cause she said that the Uber driver tried to make out with her. So I was obviously like raging <laughs> and, uh, just something popped in my head to say like, Hey, you know what? We we left the V spot and I was like, I'm just going to request a ride home from the V spot or to the V spot from my house now to see, cause she had remembered his name, but you can't on Uber. You can't see their number. And, he took uh, the lot to his own hands here. Is what he said. <laughs> Damn that lot. And, uh, he um sure shit he uh came up as the, are we are we allowed to curse on you and, yeah it's uh, the internet uh yeah i know i didn't know if it naked uh, if you want to uh, oh cool right. only fans yeah, whatever well. but uh he came up like the name came up so i literally like requested the ride and then i called him and like confronted him about this you know what i mean and uh 
kind of just let it go. And I said, you know, what? in the morning, like I confronted him and he just kind of hung up on me, whatever. And I said, you know, what? in the morning, I'll just call Uber or I'll have, you know, my friend call Uber or whatever. And in the morning, I woke up to an email saying that I was, you know, that I was that he, he had already called Uber to complain about me oh. calling him or whatever from the app. Then I ended up getting like a call from Uber and they're like, he tells a story and they seem really yeah, awesome. But nothing, and all of a sudden they nothing, just banned me. They nothing said, was I, funny though, then we were on our way to Secrets to play that day and U- the Uber callback was in the car and we all got to listen to him <laughs> yeah. on the phone defending himself to Uber. It was hilarious. <laughs> but apparently I violated the terms of service by using the app to, you know, contact someone, which I get. I mean, I probably, probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't 2 a.m. But uh, that way. But anyway, yeah, so I'm banned for life. So what you should have done is you should have requested him as a driver, then got into the car. Yes. And then like, the lit a, like lit a cigar <laughs> in the back seat and be like, sir, <laughs> we have some some business to discuss. Yes. That probably would have been a better, just better point about it. <laughs> then you choke him out from behind. Yeah. Then I would have been banned from Uber and in jail. Yes. Well, well what the hell? Yeah. Was, he's not, so anyway, he's I'm, not a, I'm, a lift, I'm a lift guy all the way now. This but podcast is brought to you by Lyft. He's not banned because he possibly threatened the driver. He's banned because he like got the ride with no intention of getting the ride and canceled the ride. Like they didn't really care about the driver, right? They just cared that yeah, he probably violated the terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure you guys, you know, over the years, what is what do you discuss? It's what 20, 20 years? 20. Yeah, I mean it's 20 whatever really, years. Oh. You probably had some good stories over the years, huh? Oh, plenty, plenty of good stories. <laughs> um, so, yes. yeah, I mean, what keeps you what keeps you at it for all these years? I mean, we're not getting younger. Um, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Ricky. I mean, like, do you do you work out to stay in shape for these shows? Like, what's going on? What are you yeah, guys doing? Yeah. I work out, um, but you know, not as often as I would like to with the kid. But yeah, I mean, I definitely playing definitely feels like it keeps me younger something yeah. you know keeps you keeps you energized keeps you going i i don't know that i ever thought we'd still be doing it this late or whatever but we're still enjoying ourselves and it's just we keep like uh what we do in as the band keeps kind of evolving you know what i'm saying that we, you know went from playing clubs around Scranton, and then we started traveling a ton and now we have like a residency gig at woodlock that's really fun and it's kind of like a new uh you know it's a new creative output for us because it's like a you know it's a structured one hour show that has all these theatrics to it and so, you know, just things keep changing and, and we just enjoy each other. I think, I think we get along really well. So like, that's, what's really kept us going is that it's really been the four same four guys for all these years, you know? And, uh, I'm pretty proud of that. I don't know, you know, that we were able to stick together and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. We're just, we're still just kind of having fun. There's a lot to be said about keeping the, the, the same core. Um, <clears throat> because like, you know, I think you started out as a cover band, and correct me if I'm wrong, started as a cover band, but you've also done original music. I think you have like three or four albums out. Absolutely. Um, but now primarily you're you're pretty strictly just cover songs. Yeah, and it's not intentional to be honest with you. We still like I still have thirty thousand songs on my phone and, and John writes a bunch of songs and we we keep threatening for years to get back in the studio and do something and life gets in the way and you know, the job part of being a cover band gets in the way and you get tired and you're like, last thing I want to do right now is go try to write a song or go to the studio. We just played, you know, four shows in a row or something. And so, you know, it's just, it's more just life getting in the way that we, we still do want to do that. But How long has it been since the last uh, original tune? 
12 years 12 uh, years last 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 album i should say yeah 12 years so you guys should just Six wait till like me like at least like wait till 15 or 20 and then you just do this <laughs> whole like you know 20 year nowhere slow new music and just re-record all the old albums that sound that's like what crap. i want to do Mod- i want to Mod- i want he knows what i want to do i want to right now do an album and re- re-record now like as we've matured as musicians in a, in a group the, like the 10 or 12 of our favorite songs or maybe maybe even eight of them and then three or four new ones but just just like pick the, the favorite ones you know that and re-record them as not 19 year old kids or 23 year old kids or whatever the heck it was you know but re-record them now and uh yeah but you know it, 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 we do a lot of fun shows i mean it, it you know sometimes a couple of the songs you play kill you a little bit inside but you know seeing people react to them that's the fun part right and you can kind of get lost in it even though maybe you're not playing your favorite song but to somebody else who had nine or ten um you know pain in the asses from secrets if you've been there you know what that is Mm -hmm. um and right then in that moment it's their favorite song so it kind of becomes yours too you know so and if you were to re-record the songs would you also you know change the lyrics or would you just change the song to kind of fit like today's sound it's funny you say that because that is things that i've gone through and and just just because it was 12 years ago it's like i wouldn't have wrote that now just being an older (laughs) an older gentleman uh you know, like a lot of those lyrics were about chasing girls and stuff, and now I'm married, so it, you know it would be a little <laughs> odd to, uh, yeah, to to. But you know, at the same token, I'm, I I would, I I think I would probably, for the most part, try to keep the lyrics intact because that's how it was written. It was written by a 20 year old kid, and then that's I would probably do it. It's just the quality of of our recordings was never something that we got where we wanted, and I think that that Matt's idea is a good idea because I'd love to revisit those songs and just get you know, the quality up and, and, and to a modern standard of quality, you know what I mean? Cause obviously everything's gotten better and yeah. that's kind of why I have this microphone that you're talking about. Cause I wanted to be able to like try to do it myself, but I only got so far as to sound decent on podcasts. Gotcha. So do you do uh, producing too? I mean, I'm, I'm just dabbling in it. I know okay. nothing. I, you know, I'm doing for these woodlock shows that I was just talking to you about. It's a, it's a full production where I have to edit audio and stuff like that, but it's so minor that I'm just still learning. I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm doing demos on logic and all that, but by no means could I ever mix something, probably record well and send things off to a mixer and, and a master, you know, to do something like that. So, I mean, there's so much you can do at home now, which is awesome. Aside from drums, drums are, you know, we'd have to, take Kester to a studio to kind of do those tracks, but everything else you can kind of do in house. Now it's great. Right. And I mean, I, I imagine now that you kind of focus on the uh, covers and you're playing probably, you know, these residencies and you're going to secrets and you're um, traveling out of town and I'm sure the money's pretty decent. It's probably a lucrative, um, you know, it goes from, Hey, we're just in a band. We're going to fart around and, and play these songs to, well, now I have a full-time job. I have a, a full-time family. If I'm going to play, I need to make it count. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's that's also, again, what's kept us going. It's 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 definitely, you know, I'm not like like bragging or anything like that, but we've gotten to a point where we're, we're making good money for doing it. So it is great. Yeah. You know, like um, obviously like weddings are a lot of work, but, you know, you get paid well for weddings and and Woodluck is a, is, a, is a great thing. Secrets is a great thing. All the, all the gigs that we have, 
are yeah they're they're lucrative gigs which yeah. is great you know but i mean you put your time in it's not like you're like you know we're just going to be this cover band and hit the scene and and you know ask no, for a bunch in, of money yeah. Yeah, we invest a, we invest a ton into the band. Like, I mean, our our setup is we invest tons of money into that. Where me and Matt are now talking about adding a video element to the whole to every show that we do. So we'll have like like just visuals, like whether it be gig- LED screen or TVs or stuff like that. So I mean, like we're 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 always adding to to it, you know, to take it to the next level or whatever. I feel like you have to at this point in time. Um, you guys know this and. Um, I don't go out as much as I used to just because of the things we mentioned, families, kids, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you almost have to, it's, it's hard to get people to get out to come to a show in general. So it's like, you need to really give them a reason to, I mean, oh, is, sure. is that why you've kind of, you know, gravitated towards that full production? Yeah, I think it's both. It's, it's like, it, it it's exciting for us and them. So, yeah. I mean, how, how, like you said, we've been around for so long, like how many people like, I'm surprised we still get the crowds that we do. Like I'm thankful, super thankful for it. But, um, you know, we've been learning a ton of new material. Um, so that helps a lot with our sanity and, and hopefully the crowd sanity. Although sometimes you learn a ton of new songs and they just want to hear the song you've been playing for 20 years. Yep. Um, they just want to hear, uh, <laughs> Josie's on a vacation. Far away. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and that's what they all say. The name of that song is too. Yeah. Mr. Brightside. What else? Yeah. What are, what are some of the, the hits? Mr. Brightside always kills. Uh, Sugar, we're going down. Always kills. Semi charmed. Semi charmed. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Sugar, we're going down. That is Fallout Boy, correct? Yes. yes. Funny that's story. Well. Funny story. You guys know the gentleman in Lesson One, right? Oh yeah, with the singer. Oh my God, yeah. Any of them, particularly. And, and, I'm talking about uh, probably Steve Houston and Kevin Callahan yeah. in particular. I remember I was in college. It was '05, and. Um, I think that's when they're not their first record, but like kind of the record that put them like on a net, the next level. I think that was Oh five. Yeah. It was like from under the cork tree or yes. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, guys, you gotta listen to this band. It's, these songs are great. And Kevin and Steve, I remember we were at Eddie's diner uh, in Plains there uh, near where the casino is. And they laughed at me. They laughed at me. They're like, oh, this is, you know, you, you like this poppy bullshit shit. And next thing you know, they're fucking playing the songs out, out <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. bars. That's like, funny. yes, I told, you, I, fucking, I told you. I loved their first album and their second album. They're all decent. I mean, they're all yeah, like, yep. you know, I don't think there was a bad album by those guys. No, yeah. But, you know, that, I mean, I've seen Kevin do one of the, most rock and roll things I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I mix sound for less than one for, I, I went all, we went all been down the East coast one time with them and uh, they did a show at Tinks with our after and Kevin jumped off the sub, mm. hit his head on the speaker above him. Yes. And I've never seen so much blood pour. And it was during the first song. I never seen so much blood pouring down his face. And then he fell down. He got back up, blood all over his shirt, guitar and everything. And he finished the song. Um, so I mean, you know, good judge of a band, maybe not, but rock and roll, yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin used to do this like wild guitar, like sling. Um, I mean, I used to live right above Kevin uh, for many years. Yeah, it was, it was. I think I was. I don't know if I. I think I got to that show late, and I think I got to that show as he was like coming off the stage to go to the hospital get stitches. 
yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. It was like they did. He did. He finished the song, and then uh, Steve just went in the microphone. No, it wasn't Steve. It was Jacon that went in the microphone. He's like, "Hey, uh, thanks uh, for listening to that song. We're lesson one. We're gonna go to the hospital now." And they just that was it. They went off the stage, and then <laughs> fans turned. <laughs> so no one could fill in. I mean, I, it was it was just. Uh, I, I think they were only gonna play five or six songs anyway, and it was just a freak thing. And uh, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this, the scene we have today, there are so many guys that are in so many bands that if you were at a show, or I don't know if they had a showcase, like maybe it was a few different bands. I bet you today, if that happened, that guy would have gone to the hospital and they would, just some other guy would have jumped in and, and finished yeah, the set. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that was pretty rock star. That's not the first time Kevin's hurt himself. There's a I lot of uh, funny stories about tanks. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Rick Gillette. Um, we do this show at Woodlock uh, <laughs> oh, every week, man. and uh, uh, and and uh. if there was a way for me to show this video, I, I would. Um, but uh, we play the show at Woodlock every single week, uh, and we play the song "Johnny Be Good," um, which is it's kind of got a real ironic, ironic thing going on in it, where John Kanjar is playing the lead, but Rick does a knee slide so he takes a run from one part of the room and slides on his knees um so we started playing the first show of this last uh we we, we play a, every year we switch over to a new show so we played a songs from the movies was the last one and it was the first show and rick ran to do the knee slide and the floor just gripped his knees like his pants oh, yeah. and flipped him over onto his back <laughs> and uh the look of, i made eye contact with him like the look of sheer terror on his face and then as he got up, it was like, he's just, he just runs up on stage and he's just like, he's like, the floor was so sticky. Like, <laughs> take it. But, uh, it was yeah, like that sandpaper, sandpaper, he called it. Yeah. He said, the floor's like sandpaper eels. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty something. Uh, but I've, I've seen Rick Gillette take a couple tumbles, you know? Well, so. speaking of sugar, we're going down. I, we, we were playing a parade day oh. um, <laughs> at, at Tinks with Drop Dead Sexy. It was us, Drop Dead Sexy, us, Drop Dead Sexy back and forth all day. And it was there. They ended the night. So it was their last uh, set. And I was getting a little bit um, feeling pretty good. And uh, I played Sugar. We're going down with them because we at that time, we actually didn't even play that song. So I just sang it with them. And I was like, you know what? There's a sea of people out there. I'm going to stage dive. <laughs> no one caught me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a single person caught me. I have another Sugar. We're going down story. Mm -hmm. we, were, we were at Secrets this past summer that just went. And uh, Will had just got a new bass. I mean, it was. It was beautiful because you're playing the same bass for 15 years. Yeah. He just got a new bass, brand new $3,000 bass, yeah, $3,000 bass. Uh, and he he takes it and he slings it around so it like flies around his whole body and he catches it like that's like at that last note. Like there's the big note, and right before the big note, he swings it around and catches it right. And uh, he, you know, we were all having a good time, and and we didn't even know that anything happened. Uh, we just we didn't we had no idea. So he swung the bass. And the strap let go, and it went flying into the crowd. Oh, and uh, <laughs> he he uh, he went and got it and everything. And then he told us about it. We're laughing, haha! Oh, the bass was fine, by the way. And then we're like driving home, and uh, the secrets. Somebody sent us a little video and said, "Hey, maybe don't throw your guitars at the crowd next time." And uh, just his expression was amazing. So, but yeah, yeah that song. <laughs> he that song he bought a three thousand dollar bass, but an Amazon guitar strap. That was three dollars, <laughs> and uh, it didn't hold. It didn't hold. Gotta save that money where you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
man, I, I, I imagine like this day and age, you have to be worried about that kind of stuff too. Like, well, that's why the manager had sent it to us. The, the manager on there is great. Um, is really cool. But uh, the reason is because I guess someone complained, and sure. no one complained at the time because it actually didn't even really hit anybody. But you know, you know, people, mm-hmm. someone, someone wanted to see if they can get something out of this. Yeah. And uh, so that was the reason that it was even looked at, because um, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It didn't really, luckily, it didn't really you know harm anyone or do anything. It went off to the side, and uh, there is people that stand on the side of that stage, that particular stage. But it happened to miss them all and just hit the bar. But <laughs> Yeah. What's it? What's it like playing secrets? I mean, is that is that multiple times a summer every year for you guys? Or yeah, I mean, we were we were doing it year round. We just recently decided to 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 halt doing the year round thing. Um, we're just gonna kind of keep it a summer thing now. You know, as we're getting older, we're kind of nitpicking where we're what we want to do or, or where how often we want to go down. But um, it's it's great because you know people are any vacation area is awesome because people are just they're looking to have a good time. So they're already in a good mood. And, and it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy crowds. It's, it feels amazing. It's, it's, but I mean, you can just feel the body heat from the people. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a whirlwind. It's, it's cool. Do you guys know that? Uh, I don't, I don't know his name. Uh, the Ferrari guy, the Ferrari guy. Yeah. He, he, the dancing guy, like he just, he goes around ocean city and like dances around. I have heard of that. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that though. Well, he's, got, he's got a name. I have pictures I of my wife. I know what you're talking about, but I don't. I, don't... I have pictures of my wife. Um, no, it's, I think you're. I think you're mistaken. I think he drives a jeep, and his name is Jimmy McGrath. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not that guy. <laughs> well done, though. Well done. <laughs> oh man, uh, I just. Well, the funny thing is, I was in Disney back in April. And I saw him walking through Disney. I could not believe my eyes. Oh my god, that's hysterical! I could not. I I haven't been to Ocean City since 2013. That was my last time there. Um, I'm trying to find the. Post, but the funny but... thing with us, like what you're asking about Ferrari guys, like literally, like we'll drive down there, load in, and sometimes we'll play and just leave and get home at six in the morning. Or they give us a condo, so sometimes we'll stay, but we just we don't see anything. We literally just yeah, we're it. like permits. Yeah, yeah we're like, permits. We yeah. see secrets and maybe sometimes the subway next to it, our condo, but we just go down, play, sleep at the condo, get up and leave. So like, we're not like, uh, ra- randomly they'll put us on a double weekend and then we'll kind of hang out and walk around the town. But like where we'll play a Friday night and a Saturday night, but that's, that's kind of rare. Yeah. We've never walked around the town. We just go back to secrets. I did once. I went and saw, um, when we had a Friday, Saturday show, I went and saw that solo movie. That's how long ago. The last probably double was. Oh, you party uh, hard. The then. Star Wars party. movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw the cinema as well, which was really nasty. And like, there was no incline to it. It was like we were all just sitting on a floor together. Yeah. And it's because it's an adult cinema during the week. He just didn't know that. <laughs> it was. It was sticky. He tried to meet in there. Did you guys go out when you were younger? Like, is this just a, is this just a, an old age thing or what? No, I think it was oh, with, with, with secrets. It was kind of always like that. Like, we, we party. Like, you know, in the condo, but you're just you play, so there's not really any time to do anything else. And then, like yeah. we used to, we used to do the day shows sometimes. It'd be like a one to five, and then we'd probably we normally would just come back home. Hmm. I found it, uh, Eddie Maserati. So it's Maserati guy. Is that what? It yeah, is? I guess so. I just remember him having like these like almost no, like a driver shirt. Yeah, so I he's. Big down in Ocean City, Maryland, and I guess, and I don't know if he, you know, switched locations, 
but I'm sitting on this bench. I have my kid next to me and my wife and my mother are like in line at a, at a uh, getting food or whatever. And I saw him walk by me and I could not believe my eyes. I'm like, there's no way that this guy is in Florida. And I, I, I was, I was so badly wanted to like run and catch him. He was walking pretty fast and I wanted to catch him and be like, you know, get a picture with him because he was like, he was all into taking pictures with you when you're, when he was in Ocean City. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he probably would have, but like I had my kid with me. He's got like his hands full of like, ice cream or some shit. And uh, like I said, my, my wife and my mother were across the way. And I'm like, shit, I can't believe I'm going to miss capturing this. No one's going to believe me. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I just, I just, I just Googled it. I definitely did not know him before, but the first thing that Googles is him dancing in Disney Springs. So yeah, maybe he moved. Disney Springs. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, back in 2013, I was I started going to Ocean City, Maryland, like uh, with my you know my wife at the time, girlfriend, 2008. So we went every year: 08, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So six years in a row. He was there every year. Yeah, that's it. Must be his shtick. I can't believe the, you guys don't know. The, uh, well, I've seen the pictures. I'm I want to meet him. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a fantastic wardrobe. Yes. Yeah, Disney Springs. Yeah, that's where I saw him. It's fantastic. He's doing what he wants to do in life. Uh, I remember seeing articles written about that guy. Like, yeah, I mean, I think his wife passed away. Um, and he just started like, I don't know, like traveling around and going to clubs and, you know, dancing around. Well, all right, then. Hell of a life. Hell of a life. <laughs> we One used to day. have a guy back at the Tinks days that would, if he, if he saw that we were playing, he would come in and because we would always let him on stage, I don't know if the other bands didn't, he would go home and change into a three-piece suit and come back so that he could get on stage and, and just dance in the corner while on the stage while we were playing. <laughs> I think his name was Robert. And he would always awesome. stand on Will's side, so Will, Will knew Robert very well. But yes, he would walk in and immediately go home and change into a three-piece suit. I don't know why he had to have a three-piece suit on, but I think he thought the ladies would like that. Yeah, I mean, hey, you got to shoot your shot, right? Yeah. But you guys, like I said earlier in the show, like you guys are a staple in this area. Like, what was it like? I mean, people saw that you were playing at you know Tanks or Hiles or wherever it may have been, and they would make it a point, like, oh, we gotta go to Tanks or Hiles or whatever to see nowhere slow. What was that like? You know, being you know, you know, pretty young, obviously, being in a successful party band and a lot of you know, a band that was a lot of fun and people, you know, really enjoyed it. What was that like? Well, their five dollars is why we're still here today. So thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. Your $5 kept it going. And then now we could be on the pop golf podcast today. So thank oh, you, you made it. Yes, you made it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. I mean, that was the, uh, you know, it felt great. And, and I, I think that looking back, it, it's when you're in, like when we were in it at the time, like when we had, when we were pretty popular around the area, like it didn't feel you always feel, I mean, at least I did, didn't feel like I was any, that it was like that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like it, but then looking back, I'm like, oh, that was pretty cool. Like we, we were drawing pretty big crowds and stuff like that was neat, you know? Yeah. And then basically, I mean, that's why we ended up starting to travel was, you know, that, that always is going to wean out for any band. Um, as our fan base got older, they started having kids, whatever. So that's kind of where our traveling started happening. And it kind of all worked out for us because we traveled everywhere for so long. And now it's kind of like a resurgence back where we're, we're drawing decent crowds around again because all of our, you know, we, we have, we're definitely attracting uh, younger, uh, 
people to come out too, which is great. But like even our, our older fans that have kids now, their kids are just a little bit older that they can get babysitters. So mm-hmm. they come out and, and it's, it's cool. It kind of all came full circle, you know? Yeah, it was, it was really weird too, because I left the band for a few years and, uh, Tommy Winder came in. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he came in, uh, and we weren't traveling when I left. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> I came back and the first gig was it, was it like in Key West, you know, and I'm like, oh, what oh, happened shucks. to this band? Like, what happened to this band? You know, I guess, you know, Rick just, uh, he stopped wooing all the ladies in Scranton, I guess. And, <laughs> and, and he locked himself down and now we have to go other places. You know, because everybody realizes he's taken, I guess, or something. I don't really know what it is, but uh, uh, yeah, I came back to to this all this travel, and at, at first I was like, I, 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 this sucks. I don't want to do this. And then uh, it, you know, I got used to it after a bit, and now it's kind of like second nature. And now, uh, recently, I think we're all kind of getting on the same page with with just like what Rick said. Like we're getting enough good work back here. Um, you know, or or within an hour or two of here that we don't have to go do some of these, you know, crazy two, three day overnighters and, and things like that. Because some of those travel gigs, they're not all what they what you think they are. You know, like you have to stay there for two, three days just to make the gig worth it. You know, if you're just driving out there one day, playing a show and coming back with the expenses, you know, especially now with gas and everything, um, you know, you're, you're not making enough to make the one day worth it. So you have to do a few days and, you know, with all of us having jobs and families and stuff, it's getting harder. So, you know, I think right now there's a real good balance though. Yeah. And Matt, forgive me. Do you have kids? Three step kids. Yep. Yep. Okay. Still, still, uh, things you have to look after, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They've been been living with me for eight years. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh, it, they're getting older now too. A uh, couple more years, and we'll be able to leave them on their own. You know, and, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, they laugh at me because I tell them as soon as you know, once turning sixteen, as soon as they're going to be eighteen, uh, all they're getting is is a, a van. You know, it'll run. Um, you know, they can put whatever they need to from the house in it and have to take a gas, and they're on their own. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's it like? You know. Um, you know, being a band that travels and having families like that, like what's uh, that dy- dynamic like? It was easy for me when I didn't have a kid, obviously. Right. Um, very easy. Um, it was never a bother, whatever. Um, and then like J- John was the first to have kids and, and I knew it was a little bit difficult for him, but uh, luckily his, his wife was a, is a teacher. So it, it was a pretty, like we would normally only travel to, for at least um, these overnighters, these like multiple night shows when we were traveling in the summer. So that worked out decent for him, but yeah, now it's just, it's just a lot harder to be gone. Like, like he met Matt mentioned Key West, like that gig alone, we used to fly sometimes. And, uh, when we would, when we would fly, we would be down, we'd be gone for nine days. And then we started driving because our equipment got so, uh, like, expensive to- yeah, well, it's just like all the equipment that we accumulated, we wanted to have, if we're going to play seven nights, we didn't want to like fly down and use their, their, their amps and stuff like that so we started driving so now it's an you're gone for 11 days like to do that gig and it's just it's just a little bit too much you know yeah it's funny how you know you just have to really it's it's great that you guys kept going too it's like you know you have a passion you have a supportive family that you can still you know do these other outside the area trips 
but it's definitely not easy. No, I'm, it's not. It's I'm not. trying to figure out how to just keep doing this one or two nights a week when I have the new one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let alone yeah, have not. to travel to you know, different states. And let alone the family. I mean, being being cooped up with with guys in the car all the time too. I mean, like it's it's uh, it's not easy. You know, Kester's not fun to be around. He's he's Rick, wonderful to be around. He's, I'm fun, Rick. He's, don't he you snores think, very like, loudly. If if Popco like wanted a night off, like look at we got the same sort of beer. That's true. Yeah. I jump in there <laughs> and just nobody would know the difference. You know? Yep. So, no, we have a really cool. I, I honestly like. We have a really cool dynamic in the band. Everybody respects each other. Uh, we don't really argue, like, really over anything. We'll disagree. We don't really argue or anything like that. The car rides are kind of a pleasure because everybody kind of knows, like, we get in the car, everybody kind of chit-chats and makes fun of, there's a handful of people that we won't tell you who they are that uh, we goof on, um, and we'll we'll get maybe 15, 20 minutes worth, and everybody kind of puts their AirPods in. Now, the only thing is... <laughs> and, and there's no talking. <laughs> there's Yeah, there's no talking. There's a real important rule in Nowhere Slow. You will get made fun of and called poor if you don't have the latest Apple product. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Rick started that. And Rick always has, like, the beta. Like, he signs up for, like, the beta, whatever. He'll be like, oh, I have an iPhone 25. I'll be like, there's only a 13 out. And he'll be like, yeah, 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 you're poor. You know, that's... <laughs> And Will, our bass player, who 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 does extremely well for himself uh, as a, a real estate and all that, uh, he got bought his first AirPods, and he's like, "Yeah, I ordered them. They're from I got them on Walmart. They were like ten bucks off." I'm like, "All right." He's like a third party uh, seller, yeah. And he got an email from them like a week later saying, "Sorry, these are delayed. They are hot sell." And I'm like, "I'm like, dude, you did not get AirPods. There's no way those are real." And then finally they came in the mail and he showed them to me. He's like, they look, they're real. And there was like a, there was a glowing blue light. I'm like, dude, there's no blue light on the AirPods. And he's like, yeah. He waited like four weeks to get fake AirPods for it to save $10. Yeah. So like sometimes when we have subs with us, like, cause we'll have, you know, we, 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 everybody in the band kind of has a sub um, except for Rick, obviously. Uh, But like, if we have subs with us and it, it, until you sub with us a few times, it might be awkward. You don't know like when you should talk or when you shouldn't. Because <laughs> like we have like it's just it's a root, it's an unspoken routine. It's like get in the car, everybody catch up on everything, and then if somebody's driving and they want to talk, you talk to them. You know, if not, everybody just kind of puts their earbuds in or goes to sleep or whatever, and and that's usually and usually the hierarchy is uh, Will usually drives to the place because we're always pushing for time and he does 250 miles an hour. Um, and then Rick usually drives back when it's late night uh, because the dude never goes to bed. Uh, his schedule is <laughs> the opposite of everybody else's in the world. And then I pick up the, the any of the midships or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, we have a really good established hierarchy. And I think that there's only like, there's only like really two rules in the band. I think one is like, one is you don't mess with each other when you're sleeping. We've always kind of had that. Like, you know, we have to wake each other up, but you don't draw dicks on their face or anything like that. <laughs> and then and then the other one is, like, if someone leaves their phone out, and this is kind of an unspoken one, but I always say, if someone leaves their phone out, it's only okay to post on Facebook, but you can't do anything else to their phone. <laughs> well, no, I've changed some, some uh Oh, yeah, to, 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 to hairy butts and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Rick loves Rick has a whole assortment of hairy butts in his photo reel. I don't know where he, they're not photos you find on the internet, I don't know where he took them, but he pulled a whole slew of hairy butts on his phone. <laughs> and what do you do with those? I just changed the wallpaper of anyone that leaves the their wallpaper. phone open to, to, a, to a hairy, hairy uh, male butt. 
Yeah, we're we're eight year old kids. That's really all that we are. Yeah. Well, did we ever really grow up? I mean, women they 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 bust on us for like wanting to hang out with our friends and and we need that release. Like, you know, we, we, we go, we, we drink beers, we do these kind of things and we talk about things that we can't talk about with our wives. Not nothing bad, but it's just like, we, we like to talk about, you know, farts. Yeah, and very exactly. Butts, yep. you know, we don't really drink beer though, either. We drink white cloth. 70. <laughs> well, you and I do. <laughs> and then You're they discontinued it. What is it? Diet white, Diet white claw. <laughs> Is that we're not, we're not even we're not even manly enough to drink the regular white claw? We had, we had to get the diet. Yeah, know, they had, like, they, all summer long they had these white claw seventies, and I wanted to try it because like I, I'm I'm a girly drinker. I don't you know I'm not like I'm not into like IPAs or anything like that. And uh, I like all the fruity stuff. And I just bought those one day, and I'm like, man, I like these even better because it doesn't taste all sugary like a white claw did. Like it was just like a crisp, nice drink. And I showed it to Matt, and he fell in love. love it. I love then, them. Yeah. And then we were buying them like by the case, like and bringing them on trips with us. And then all of a sudden they just discontinued them. So yeah. I think me and Matt were the only ones buying them. We were the only two buying them. Yeah. So if anybody knows where to get some white cloth seventies, uh, that six people that watch this, please uh, let us <laughs> now know. It's six. Now it's six. <laughs> oh, LT for Astro. We got to get those guys. What's going on? LT yeah, for we, Astro. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's up with the white cloth seventy? I never even heard of it before. Never heard. Now of I it. tried. Now I tried Susquehanna Brewing Company seltzer drink, and it is fantastic. So yeah, we're, that was, man. we're it's so funny because we're seltzer drinkers, except for Will. Will drinks like beer that looks like yeah, he's a beer dude. Yeah, Will drinks like beer that you 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 would mix with with uh, road tar or something. Like it's gross. Like I can't even imagine. Like it's just like gooey beer he drinks. But um, John can go either way. John could do the light beers or the or the. Yeah, John's John likes the Irish stuff, you know what I mean? So he yeah, he could do like a, a porter or something or, or whatever in there, you know, Guinness or whatever, but then he'll drink the Miller Lite. Will won't will drink nothing if it's just Miller Lite. Like if we just have a cooler full of Miller Lite, he'll just drink nothing. Um, but uh the white claw and then we get shots of whiskey. It's so weird. Like people be like, You want a white claw? We're like, Yeah, and a shot of Jack, please. You know, it's <laughs> That's the hangovers are way more intense now. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, last Friday. I went my my neighbor down the street. Eleven o'clock. He says, "Hey, I'm having a beer. Uh, if you want to stop over." And I'm like, "God damn, it's really late." You know, it's like I'm watching the Celtics game, and uh, it's late. But like, he's uh, we coach our son's t-ball team, so we had t-ball in the morning. And he's like, you know, I got my I got my other kids like three hour clinic at the field and blah blah blah. Just stop over for a beer. I'll put the game on for you. Went over and that, you know, it goes from eleven to two a.m. real quick. And I woke up the next day and I was like, dog shit all day long. I had kids' t-ball game at ten a.m. Oh, no. Then I had what I have in the afternoon. I forget what I had in the middle of the day. But then I had a kid's birthday party after that, and this kid's birthday party was the craziest part I've ever seen so far as a, as a parent. Um, and I didn't know this at the time. I thought it was just my kid's uh, friend from school. I thought it was just her party, but it turns out they have three kids, all their birthdays are around the same time of year. So they just had this huge, big bash. So it's three kids, you know, everyone's friends and family and there's a bounce house. And um, I called it anxiety Grove because there was like 20 kids bouncing at the same time. There's balls flying. I'm like, my kids need to hit the face. It's going to be bad news. But uh, I got to the party and I'm still, it was, it was like five, five 30. I'm still hanging. I'm like, I gotta have a beer just to kind of even out. And it actually worked. Yeah, it does. It it's does not work. a, it's not a myth. 
that works. It's hard. It's hard to get that one down, but it does work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a while is... since. It's been a while since I've been hungover. I don't. I don't even know why. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, getting crazy. But yeah, I can't do it either. I, I agree. Like, I, I, I still drink quite a bit. Like, but I can't do like I can't get drunk and have a hangover. I just it's, it's more just like a, I don't know. It's not worth it. It's yeah. It's it's just <laughs> it's 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 the three day ordeal now. If 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 it has to happen and. I just got back from a wedding out in uh, Williamsport, and I'm surprised I'm not. We stayed up pretty late, but I feel all right. So I think it's a, a shot thing. I can't do those. Yeah, I didn't do shots. As long as, long as you can do, do bombs and fireball, though. Yeah, like, oh, that's, that's true. He doesn't drink whiskey. Like he drinks, <laughs> he drinks sugary drinks. Like you know, and then he drinks sugary shots. So yeah. of course you're gonna have a hangover. I mean, yeah, but I feel pretty good. I'm surprised. There you go. The years of training. Yes, yes, yes. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to train your body to, to take the beating. How have you guys seen your shows? Like, as far as I mean, we just, you know, we just got through a pandemic. Um, you know, this younger generation kind of seems to not go out as much as we used to when we were uh, of age. You know, just you know, turn twenty one. Um, what have you seen in your your years of uh, of playing out? As far as the like, crowds go. Yeah, I mean, it it seems to be okay now. I mean, obviously, we can't play as often around here because you're right. There, there, there's not an abundance of uh, people to go around to to pack different places. So that's kind of why we, you know, just kind of pick and choose where, we're, you know, where we're going to play around here. Like, we try to keep our Scranton place the V-spot. So like, we only play there. And, and that, that helps with, you know, creating a good night for that place. And you're not overstretching your uh, shows and, and – and just doing it too much to where no one wants to come because they could have saw you last week or the week before, you know, it's, it's yeah. uh, but again, because we have these different types of gigs now, like we're in a great spot where everything's kind of works out. Like the, the residency has a built-in crowd secrets has a built-in crowd and the V spot is, you know, we, when we do that once every three months or whatever, everyone comes out cause it's like our one local thing. And so for us, it's working out really great, you know, but like you said, like how it used to be, we used to be able to play Hiles on a Monday it'd be packed play tanks on Friday happy hour and then a full show. It's like, it could be packed every night of the week. Like yeah. our generation at least went out every night, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. There was like a, I always say this, like every you know, Monday was Hiles yep. Tuesday. Um, I think like down my way at least was like old time Charlie's and Wednesday was somewhere and Thursday was whistles. Yep. Um, and then Friday or Saturday was kind of like, you know, random. You just kind of figured, you know, something out, but yeah. Like yeah Kyle's Ganner tanks or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Know. What a world. We, we absolutely had a place for every night of the week. Like, yeah. I mean, I just don't think kids do that anymore. I don't, they don't. And this, I mean, that's probably for the best. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, you know what? Maybe have less alcohol. Go out, but, yeah. But the thing <laughs> is like, yeah, help. go out, have a beer, smoke some cigarettes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Live a little. The thing is, is we don't play shows anymore for the kids that, that are of that age. We play shows for their parents. Yeah, um, <laughs> we, we only see those kids when their parents make them go. And then they have a great time. Yeah. You know, yeah, so that's like, true. He's, yeah, he's right. they, they do like because we play stuff for everybody. Like when somebody asks you, what do you guys play? And, and a band says every, every everything like we have the most ADD or is it ADHD? set list you'll ever see in your entire life like literally no joke we'll play cindy lopper 
and then uh, it'll go right into Mr. Brightside. Then it'll go down to, to like Baba O'Reilly. Sugar will go down swinging, and then <laughs> it'll go it'll go right back to Stand by Me, you know. And <laughs> and, and oh, and then maybe maybe like Garth Brooks, and people are just like, like you're looking at it like what the hell? Did, I just had so much fun, you know, because like we hit we hit something for everybody, you know. Like people are like, and then ACDC right after that, you know, or Ozzy. Like it just the set list is crazy, and he and we don't do it. Rick doesn't put it in such a way where everything's grouped together it's spread out so it just kind of goes like rock country uh oldies beatles rock you know what i mean and, and so like at any given moment you're gonna hear something you like so um post malone you know whatever and uh that's kind of the way we do it and you know parents keep keep bringing your 21 year old and up kids out to see us please because we need to rebuild that we need to rebuild that eventually that you'll part. hear something you know yeah <laughs> we, need, we need nowhere slow for another 20 more years Yes, of course. Yeah. That's the goal now is to see how long we can actually do it and break some kind of that kind of record. Yeah, I feel like you have to. I mean, like, I'm sure there's a lot of bands out there that have been together for a long time. And you know, even locally here, you had like, what was it like Strawberry Jam has been around for a thousand years. Yep. Um, we will be the poets. We will be just like the poets. <laughs> I would love uh, to know if we're if we have the longest like continuous lineup is, is would be what I would be curious about. I know there's been bands that definitely been around longer than us, but uh, you know, like you said, Matt left for for what three, three years for rehab, three or four yeah, years. Three, he did. He left for rehab. Four years. He had an addiction to Tic Tacs, and he had to go. <laughs> and uh, Tacs were bad. Yeah. And how do you guys like? Do you how do you guys add to your catalog of like? current music do you kind of keep your uh, finger on the pulse of like what's on the top 40 and, and shit like that or not really because i i, I can't answer honest, this. look, look okay. at this call i'm getting right we uh hello oh god i'm a, i'm on the pop go podcast right now what what, what can we help you with you now you're on the pop <laughs> you're doing the podcast currently currently right now say johnny and rick say hello Hi, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Rickalicious. So, can I call you back, or do you want to tell me what you're calling about on the call on the counter? You're out line for answering in the first place, but since you did, yeah, I have to call you because uh, the world needs to know what I call you about. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, if I buy a punch out for the rack panel, right? Like a knockout panel for the, the little adapter. <laughs> I'll call you right after we're done here. Goodbye. I thought this would be fun. <laughs> Me too. I thought that I thought, was gonna be fun. Jesus. I thought he was gonna be like, "Hey, the fuckery needs a drummer this weekend. Can you fill in or something?" That's like a punch out rack panel. Okay. <laughs> why, why, why couldn't he even just make something up? Like, <laughs> yeah, like isn't he, isn't he I, like a quick witted, quick yeah, quick witted person? Yeah, apparently not. Not this time. Damn, I thought that was gonna be gold. Me too. I thought he was going to be like, hey, we got your test results back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We were, we were talking about adding new uh, new. Oh, music. yeah. But to be honest with you, like, we'll, we've tried many times to like kind of like stay up with the top 40. And I promise you, they don't last. They, it's like it's, you know, it, people's attention spans obviously are much shorter these days. But their attention spans to like react to the, to the newer songs seems to fly by, too. Like, we'll learn the brand new whatever top song and like it seems to never keep like it'll work for the first two weeks and then the crowds kind of just don't want to hear it after that and uh you know a lot of the stuff is a lot of synth we we only have the four of us now and we've been adding a way for matt to basically have another job of playing 
uh, keyboard parts live in real time on the drum pad. So we just take samples of each individual note and hit and he's playing like for our new Woodlock show, we have to do some Dua Lipa songs. And obviously those are very processed poppy songs. And he's right. able to now play those parts while he's drumming kind of thing. And so we have the ability to kind of make them sound legitimate and all that stuff. And we'll learn them. And, but again, like it's the stuff that always stays in our repertoire and that we continue to play is the stuff that works obviously. And the stuff that continues to work is mostly the stuff from 2000 and back rock stuff. The tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, crazy. It is, I mean, we, we live in a world now where it's, you know, the TikToks and music is, you know, hot one day and then it's, you know, gone the next. And, and when we were growing up, and even like our parents, like those songs played every day, 10 times a day, two months long. And you don't get that now. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. it's just so fast. The turnover is crazy. Does that ever turn you guys off from creating new music just because of the way, you know, it's it's like a lot of, uh, you know, singles and band releases, like they need to make every single like matter. It's every six weeks and they have to have a video component with it. Like, does that ever come to you guys and say, you know, I really don't want to do that. Let's let's just let's just keep doing what we're doing. Me personally, it makes me more excited to want to to get back to doing originals, because to me, it's like less daunting to think well, we got to make a whole album and, and then we got to get it pressed to like a CD and then all that stuff. I'm like, now we can just record one song and just it upload it that night. That to me is much more appealing, you know, being a busy adult. Or what the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why we keep telling ourselves that. And, and I think eventually we will 2033, we will have a new song out. God damn it. It's crazy. God I can't believe it. it's been 12 years. Like that is mind blowing to me. But, that is a long time. It's crazy. 2010. Yep, 2010. Wow. The years fly by. It's unbelievable. Well, I um, you mentioned the V Spot earlier. Great place. Great, great uh, venue in Scranton. Um, they uh, sponsor a little uh, a thing called uh, "Take a Shot" that I created for them. A little play on words. You know, you can take shots at the V Spot responsibly, of course. But I encourage uh, listeners and fans of, of you guys and the podcast to take a shot and, and uh, ask their questions. And, you know, maybe we'll ask them on the show. Uh, and I do have two questions. Sure. One's from Vinny. I don't know what question is. I told him I wouldn't look at it uh, until, until you read it. But All I right. do well, I'm gonna, I'll read Vinny's first. On a scale from 1 to 100, how difficult is it to constantly have to say to your fan base, thank you? Sex totally sounds like the best way to convince me to, that you love the band, but how about you just pay me or pay my bar tab instead? 23. 23. <laughs> uh, difficult one. I'd rather the bar tab. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's what you know, I think that's the bar tab. The bar tab. Vinny's is saying how outrageous. Yeah. yeah outrageous. Yeah. And then uh, a second question from Ben Bush, and we almost kind of got to it before, uh, but his question was, what song or songs are your least favorite to play? I have plenty. Um, I guess we ha we'd have to say what's your least favorite song to play that we're still currently playing, because obviously we've taken out a lot of songs that we don't want to play. Yeah. But I would say it might be Wagon Wheel. Okay. Oh, Wagon Wheel. Yeah, but yeah. it still works. Unfortunately, so it's just some situations you just got to keep doing it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's probably Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel. That was a that to me was like a good song for a day. No, yeah, exactly. It was. It just got so beat down. That's yeah. the only problem that, that I really it's just it's it's very uh you know, it's just it's not interesting to play. It's not like a difficult like it, you're not on your toes to play it and that just that is a song that you just feel like you're going through the motions to to you know, get through it, and that's probably one of my least. Yeah. We just started playing, I believe, in a thing called love, and I. I love it. that song. <laughs> uh, Can you hit that note? Can you hit I lo- that? I I, 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 I have a higher voice, so it's it's not nice. it's uh it's not not too bad for me. I have, I have more trouble with the lower stuff because I just have this high voice. But uh, yeah, I love playing that song. That's my that's I've always wanted to play. I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got me screaming uh, oh, in your oh. ears. And we also play at certain venues, depending on. So we do a lot of things that maybe people don't realize we do. But like, we the first set at a fair or or um, a, like even the V spot when people aren't ready to party is usually like a little more chill, right? We don't really blow our wad in the first set. Uh, but these guys think it's a great idea to play everybody who wants to rule the world. And I, I love just, that song. I just think <laughs> that, you know, garbage. You know, waste of time. John gets to play nineteen guitar solos. Great, great. So, so like I the two it, uncles, yeah. the two uncles who play guitar out in the crowd get to you know melt over it. But, John and uh, I love it, and Will and Kester hate it. So the rhythm we hate section, it. The, 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 the rhythm section is frowning the entire time, but we're just smiling ear to ear. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and then the only other one, I, I don't. That's that's probably all that I really can't stand. I would say because we he knocked off a lot of a lot of the ones that like I don't want to call them crap songs because they'll probably come back after a while. But like a lot of the ones that we've been playing for so long that even if you like playing it, you hate it because you you make sure you play it every single show. A lot of those are gone right now. I'm not going to say what they are because then people will start requesting them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he knocked off a lot of those. So gotcha. Rick handles that part of the band. Like what songs we're gonna play, Rick handles that part of it. So like, um, and I used to care about that. I used to care about that. You know, pre leaving and coming back, it used to. I, I don't know why it would just drive me crazy. And uh, but then coming back, actually, my favorite thing to do is not look at the set list until it's time to play. So it's like a surprise. You know, <laughs> even though it's gonna be probably the same songs mostly, um, it's still a surprise of when they're coming. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, if we could stop playing Everybody Wants to Rule the World, I, I would like to take a poll on our Facebook to see how many people want us to stop playing that. I think probably just about everybody. Everybody loves that song. Slaps. That song slaps. This song does not. Oh, that's Ryan Williams. That's his quote. It slaps. 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 <laughs> you know? so. All right. And then on the opposite side of that, what's your favorite song to play? Everybody Wants to Rule the World. <laughs> um, I, like, I like the ones that like... Uh, are a little like like ones for i'm an emo kid you know believe it or not but oh, you and caviston jesus Christ. no <laughs> caviston wouldn't know emo if it slapped him upside <laughs> head. so oh, uh that's good yeah but i i would say like we play only one and i love like yeah, and I, I, you know i love playing that song and we only do it at certain venues and stuff uh but only one is like that's like when we hit that kind of stuff i, I you know, and then we started. We just started playing "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies" again, or maybe again. No, that's dumb. We never did, but I love. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that. I love that too. Yeah, but stuff like that, I love. 
that's all my favorite stuff too. I still oh, the, and the stuff for this new show like is is super fun. Like you mentioned, Dua Lipa before, like that kind of hip hoppy drumming. Like we have a whole hip hop section. That's my favorite kind of drumming. So when we get to that stuff, it's super exciting too. So very cool. And Kester, you know, I, I just busted on you and uh, Kaviston, and uh, you said Carnival before. You, uh, I'll give you the opportunity to talk about. Um, what is this? NEPA carnival you're doing or NEPA oh, fair? Oh, the carnival. The carnival. NEPA fair? Well, Nowhere Slow is going to be at this. So, uh, yes, uh, I, I don't want to make this the whole thing because uh, I just did um, a podcast uh, with Kavison about this. And eventually. Yeah, but this is going to reach more people. So, well, uh, well no, eventually. <laughs> I'm kidding, Joe, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> eventually, though, I'm going to. I, I would hope you'd have Joe and I on to talk about it. So that would oh, be Jesus Christ. So just, but, but a little bit later down the road, I am sure you can't have that many people you want to talk to. So he's we're, got the we're, he's got the furry guy coming on for the, yeah, the furry is coming on. Uh, but the NEPA fair is going to be at circle drive in on September 15th through the 18th. Uh, it's going to be all your favorite bands from the area. Uh, yes, we have uh, $10 admission. You get free rides with that. There's going to be food. There's going to be beer, beer tent by the V spot sponsor of yours is they're going to do a big beer tent uh we're going to have a flea market bingo all the fun stuff for the family but we're also going to have a monster concert stage um with it, just a look like it, it the the stage since i'm from it's it's a family festival with the beer tent like something for everybody but since i'm from the music that's where i'm from um and, you know johnny popko is going to MC the whole event and we're going to have it uh, on a big uh, SL250 stage, which maybe doesn't make sense to you, but it's a 32 by 24 stage that we put national acts on all the time. Monster lighting rig, line array, all the, all the stuff you would see at an actual concert you would go to, but it's going to be all your favorite bands from the area playing. So most of these bands probably never had a chance to play on something like this. And I hope that just makes it more fun to say for everybody. Nowhere Slow will be there on the Friday night as the last band um so yeah it's gonna be super fun we have a lot of other surprises that i don't want to okay. give away yet confirmed but that's that's we'll, the big we'll so. save those for a different day and rick gillette has this is this is why he has to have a five thousand dollar computer but <laughs> all of the the media for it i've bugged him three thousand times and he created all of the logos the posters everything you've seen uh rick did for me i don't know if you wanted me to tell anybody that but oh yeah I'm very appreciative that he did all that. So he did an amazing job on it too. So all the Facebooks, the everything that was the website, Rick made all that stuff. So, you know. Now, Rick, are you behind the new like Facebook for nowhere slow? I think that's like the, the picture, the black and white picture with the uh, NS. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I did all that. Yep. That's that. It looks sharp. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, Jesse Fox took the photo. I just, uh, you know, over we've used that photo for a few, few years now, but, uh, as I wanted to create, create a new logo for us, I made the logo and liked it and then just kind of deleted the background from the photo that he took and just put, you know, in, intertwined the NS inside there um, type thing. But because our, our logo was getting a little bit, I, I I liked our logo, but it kind of made us look like a death metal band or something. And I just, I thought we needed, it was time for an update. So that's because uh, yeah, Vinny yeah, said we're happy, fun people, but in your photos, you, you look sad and depressed and mad. Yeah. So yeah, he, he, you know, Vinny Archer, like, I don't know how to, describe this uh in any other way than he is the the quintessential coach of every band in this area if you play his bar you're he's going to give you his opinion on you 
And for the most part, he's right, though, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, Rick, well, some of that. But I wanted to know one thing, though. The, the fact that, like, you know, you talk about how you can sustain this for so long, like, you got to kind of get into your group and everybody has to do a little more than just play. You know what I mean? Sometimes. And Rick, n- nothing against anyone that does photos or does, you know, multimedia or websites or anything like that. Rick was able to learn all that and do it on his own. And not like we couldn't sometimes outsource some of that and haven't, like you said, Jesse took the photo. Um, but like to do it long term, it really helps when you can, you know, do your own promotion, do your own website, do your own Facebook, you know, do your own graphics, um, at least for the most part, because then it helps you to be able to afford to, to promote your band in times where maybe you aren't making the money to do so. You know what I mean? So that's just my to Rick. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I learned it. And it was when we were younger, we had no money. And I remember trying to figure out how to do, like, got a bootleg copy of Photoshop and taught myself because... You couldn't afford anything like that. Couldn't afford a graphic designer, and so through the, the years, it just happened bootleg, to you. But it was a legit copy. He meant to say, <laughs> "Yes, yes, I didn't." Right, of course. No, but you're right, though. In a lot of bands these days, um, you know, we're all probably much not we because you know we were an older demo. But uh, I mean, Rick, obviously, you've you figured it out. But bands these days, they have like every. Like a member at least that knows Photoshop or knows, you know, how to do video or knows, you know, you yeah. name it. It's like, and it's such a mini business within the band Yep, that they great. can, you know, really utilize. And they're not just musicians anymore. They're also promoters and, you know, marketers and social media, uh, you know, yeah, the tools to now are so much better. Like you could just, you don't want to do something, you go on YouTube, like, when I started, I was I, I just had to play with it for hours on end to figure out what the heck did what. Like, it, it's so much easier for people to learn things now, which is so great. Like, I just YouTube it. I mean, it's yeah. all there. This is a tutorial on everything. It's crazy. Yep. It's wild. Yep. Well, what's in store for uh, Nowhere Slow for the uh, the remainder of the year? Do you have anything big coming up in the future? We have. We have, you know, uh, everything's on our website, nowhereslow.com. Um, we have a few, you know, we have a secret dates throughout the summer and we have V-Spot dates throughout the summer. Um, our only really local public shows are going to be the V-Spot and our friends uh, at Drafts Bar up in uh, Hamlin area, which, well, I think they consider that Lake Ariel, but whatever. It's like Hamlin. Um, it's a great bar up there that our, our friends uh, our friends owned and uh, it's just a really nice, like big, beautiful new bar. Um, so yeah, if, did that place burn down? It did. Oddly yeah. enough, it was it was uh, our, a friends of ours bought it from you know this uh, retired firefighter who called it backdraft, and then backdraft, ironically, right. ironically, it burnt down, and uh, so they kind of switched the whole motif of the place and just called it draft. So there was still some remembrance of you know of what it was, but now it's more focused on you know like an entertainment type complex. Uh, yeah. It's a nice food. place, and they have really yeah. white claw there. Like really <laughs> the White Claw seventy. No, I used to no, go, no 70s. No, when I go uh, camping, I'll go camping once a year, and by camp, and I mean I'll go into like a campsite. And we'll you know sometimes I sleep in my car, but we just drink beer and hang out, and then I go home the next day. But I would always pass backdrafts when I was going there. Oh, so up the lake you're going? Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, so locally those are really our only um, public shows. Where like I said, we have that residency at Woodlock. That's every single week. Um, and, and we have a 
bunch of weddings this year and, and, you know, a lot of like, we're playing the Nipah fair, obviously, and, and things like that, a little spread out stuff, but you know, we, we have a full schedule. It's just a lot of it's, you know, not all of it's public shows, but yeah. Cool. Well, I admire you guys for, you know, you know, pushing on over all these years and continuing to do it. And, um, it's cool. Like I said, I, 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 I was in the scene the same time you guys started. So I feel like I, like I started, you know, we all grew up together. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So before we wrap this up, all right, what's up? <laughs> so one time, um, you know, and maybe we were just naive kids and, and all this stuff, but we thought for many years that John Popko just had a thing against nowhere slow. Um, we were pretty sure that, he was the deciding votes in the Mohegan Sun Battle of the Bands against us. Um, <laughs> and we wanted to confirm that you did give us tens. I don't remember uh, this. The year that you, you, you won, um, you know. Was and, I a and, judge that year? Yes, you were. For all the years, we just, it just hurt our feelings for a very long time. I, I, was, a, I, was, I was unaware of this. They get hurt. Matt's fourth, fourth place. And, and we were just hurt for all these years. We talked about it. <laughs> But it, but it fueled the band to win the next year. Uh, I was not in the band at that time. I did leave. Um, maybe it was just the drumming was just so pissed poor the year. We got fourth place, and then Tommy came in and killed it, and that's what the deciding factor was. But I always said that it was John Popko who gave us the bad scores. Um, you know, so... I, well, so right I only... On record, on record, I would like to address this. Well, on record, I only remember judging once, and I don't even know if it was the finals. Mm. So, pretty sure I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, so no answers. This is no answers. Um, all right. All well, right. Here's it. Here's what. Here's what I'm going to say to you, Matt. Is if I did, um, you know, keep you from advancing, it was for your own good. I need. I needed you to know that you know you can be better. <laughs> and not every not every kid gets a trophy. You need to earn it. You need to go back. <laughs> Go back to the lab, you know, <laughs> do some work, and and come back stronger. And you know what? This is a teaching moment for you. This is a, this is a, a learning moment for you. Teaching moment for me. Now, really need to, you know, what, we turn about, yeah. what I'm talking about was at least ten years ago, right? Is it at least ten years ago? God, and I don't, I don't even know. think I think I just made all this up because I don't even think it was a real thing. But yeah, you're you're right. You know, you're you're very right. Yeah. Uh, I, what I do remember, though, is I feel like they're almost being a riot one year. Um, I remember I, I had no involvement in it. I, I was actually there. Um, and I feel like Mr. Echo was in it or part of it. And I forget who won instead, but I feel like there was almost a riot um, when the band that should have won. Maybe it wasn't even them. I forget. But there was almost a riot when the band that they thought should have won didn't win, and it was a big fiasco. The year Mr. Echo was in it, I think, yeah, it was like them, like they got that was the second year of that thing, I think, because that was when that out of town band won, and that's probably what caused yeah. the riot or something. I forget what their name of that band was. Bring back the Battle of the Bands. Hashtag. I don't no, think. Do I don't not think that's that a good idea. <laughs> no, I mean, it's horrendous. <laughs> it really, you know. So here's the thing about those, real quick. I mean, I, I've I've judged a few of them in my time over the years, and I just think it's kind of silly. You know, How like you judge music. Oh, it's, it's yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like, and especially like, and, and if you're if you want to judge, I mean, I shouldn't be a judge. I know what I, I think. I know what sounds good and what sounds appealing universally, but like, 
I'm not going to sit there and, and you know judge you on how you play guitar, how you play drums and shit like that. Like I'll never pick that up. Like, so if you're, I mean, what are you, what are you judging on really? Yeah. It's a very bizarre thing to do. Uh, any battle of bands. I always thought that it was yeah. bizarre. And like the type of people they would get to judge. This was supposed to be just a joke segment here. We don't have to go into the whole details of how bad the bands were. It was just a big, I was just, I was just goofing around. Yeah, I know. I just, it, you know, it is, I think they're cool in a way, but the, I mean, there's one that's going on now. Um, they just, they just launched their second season. And I think the, uh, the, the prize at the end is kind of neat, but it's just weird. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't ever want to be a judge for that again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. of them. I think that they, I think that they should all go away at this point. Uh, there should be no like a showcase. Sure, you right. know, showcase is, is is for sure the way to go. But but to put somebody's art against somebody else's art for a prize, I mean, and then you know, the people that really believe in their art. You know, you're, there's no way you're not going to cause, you know, either hurt feelings or, or, you know, some sort of like, it, it just, to me, the whole thing, it's, it's not a, it's not a positive thing. No, you it's know? not. And that's, that's exactly what you're, I, I agree with that. I, I think, especially back in the day when and you guys might be able to confirm this, but I feel like back then a lot of bands were, it was very cutthroat. It was like, you know, we want these shows like that band doesn't, doesn't deserve it. It might be like, Oh, we're a cover band. We're original band. We're this, we're that. There's this like a, a very, like a lot of animosity almost amongst the scene. And I think now in, in today's world, it's more of a, a community and the more it's of a, a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the drummer from mesh. Do you remember mesh? <laughs> that band caused so many fucking problems, dude. <laughs> That band caused. What do you mean that band? The whole thing is ridiculous. That fucking band caused Panacea to spray paint their logo (laughs) on the cover of the Weekender because they were so. He tore tore it up and threw it into the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Because they were right. He was right though. Well, I mean, but it wasn't done maliciously. It was just a complete oversight. It was not like, oh, we're going to leave or we're going to put everyone on there except. No, but what he did. No, no. What I'm, I am understand what you're saying. The Weekender didn't do anything wrong, but I'm just saying what he did was like rock and roll, man. Yeah. Like, like you can't even get mad at him. It's like, like who would even thought to like spray paint their logo on and then rip it and throw it in a crowd. I mean, that was you I, know, well, the, the fact that I was part of something that mattered that much to people that's cool (laughs) you know and we couldn't even the band like the idea of this thing was crazy the only reason that i was in it at all or even tried out for it was because joe loftus was you know joe loftus right joe was a close friend of mine and he was influenced to try out for the guitar part. He won it not even like thinking he was going to win it it was just like because it was at local bars and then he said i won this thing you, you gotta come try out and i, I was like ah. it was before i was in nowhere so actually and i was like all right man i'll go try out. So i went to tanks there was like 30 drummers show up and they just had this crappy drum kit and they go play a solo and i'm just like okay and the next thing you know i'm drumming in this band of like and and like the, I, don't, I can't even tell you like it was just like none of us can get along we couldn't get along we couldn't they gave us a list of songs to learn People didn't want to do those songs. So it was just like they put a band together and, and gave barely any direction. And they're just like, here, go be a band now. We're like, you got some guys in here that don't even play in bands. 
you know, yeah. right now. And it was just, and, and we had a time, it was like, get songs together. We get songs together, you know, and then they put us on a stage. And then I think that, I, I mean, to, so I never really addressed this, but like Steve Elshman was involved in it, right? And Yeah, we'll blame Steve Eshelman. No, Eshelman, sorry, I said his name wrong. But he, he's a super nice guy. He's the and, best. And, and he, I think he hated me for years because uh, I didn't have a problem with everything that was going on, but they elected me to go tell him that we weren't going to do it anymore. So then I had to go break the bad news to him. And I think he like took it as it was me, you know, saying, I don't want to do it. But it was like, we couldn't, the one dude didn't even have a car and he lived 45 minutes away from all of us. So we'd have to go like pick him up and he didn't have a guitar either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess logistics didn't really work out that way yeah that, that's, that's, what you, funny. That, that's a podcast you need to get on you need to get on uh mike nasser kenny norton uh joe loftus and we got to figure out who this lost guy was that nobody knew his name or anything we got to get that and bring meth back together <laughs> yo that would be the best the band that ever we'll was in, we'll take him in my music. warehouse and we'll have Behind the music perform. yes <laughs> yes, Mesh, the band that never was. Oh, that, that's actually brilliant. Yeah, this, this, this. Well, yeah, we'll get Justin involved. We'll do a whole thing. Yeah, we'll do a whole thing, and then we won't learn any songs, and we'll just find out whatever the seven songs were that we played on that day when Panacea ripped up the Weekender and threw it, and we'll just see if we can play them. We'll see what happens. I love it. I love it. Well, let's it's end, it on, let's end it on that. That's great. <laughs> and AP, we're on to you before we end. Yes. The mole in the scene. We're gonna find you. Yep, we'll get you. We're gonna hang we'll you on. We're gonna hang you. Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't say that. That could get me. In trouble. <laughs> we'll hang your picture we're on gonna, the wall. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna hang, hang up, your picture. We're gonna hang up the phone on you. We're gonna hang up a picture of you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you, obviously, for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Thank uh, you been for a big, us. Yeah, I've been a big fan for all these years, and. I'm glad to uh, have, I, I've never really been able to hang out with you guys, uh, you know, at length. So this is what this we do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. This is the internet. Here we this are. I see, I see <laughs> Kester every now and then we we've done a, we've done a podcast with him and Vinny and. <laughs> that, that, oh, buddy, buddy. <laughs> for a different day. I, I, so I have some backstage videos from that day. Um, behind the scenes videos and sometimes when i'm scrolling through my phone to look for a different video that those videos will pop up and and i just can't there's that whole that feels like a dream that whole day (laughs) um and then the part you don't know is that we we went back to the v spot after i heard yeah you heard what happened Um, i mean after frank and i ate some wings on the corner of the bar just hanging out Vinny got drunk i had to take him home and then I guess he got home so late he wasn't answering his phone. His wife was so mad she locked all the doors. He couldn't get in the house and he had to sleep in the pool chair yeah. next to the pool. So, yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's the day that I saw uh, the back of Vinny's ball sack. <laughs> well, I saw, in, I saw inside his butthole, too. Yeah, like it, I mean, but like yeah. that man's ball sack is... It's like truck nuts, that that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Those nuts that hang in the back of pickup trucks, for those of you who don't know, that yeah, that's 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 Vinny's ball sack. Yeah, if anybody that's ever mold, watched mold from the podcast and they're wondering what we're dying laughing at off camera, uh it's Vinny's ball sack. So yeah. Well, great times. I hope there's uh many more great times to come. And Kester will set up that up with uh you and Cavston. we'll we'll call it the uh 
I don't know. He he had a podcast called "Let's Cry, or Cry About It" or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll have a really sad. Can we? We'll set. Up, I'll have. We'll, you know what? We'll bring in uh, Hirsch and we'll have him play like sad emo songs in the background, <laughs> and then we'll just talk about things going on yeah. in their lives. Can you guys like put uh, visine in your eyes and? We'll no, but I'll, we'll do like eyeliner and mascara and all that. All right, kind of stuff. All right. So, fair enough. Yeah. I'll dress the part that day. Perfect. So. Can't wait. All right, guys. Thank you again. Really thank appreciate you so it. much, brother. All Thank right. you. See you guys. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.